Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 we're back, we're black, we're brown, ambition. Hey, Mandy. Happy holidays, Tiffany. Welcome to November. (laughs) Merry Christmas. (laughs) I swear to God, everyone was talking about holiday shopping today, and I was like, oh, God. People don't expect gifts when you give birth in December, do they? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> I am, I, am I off the hook? It's not that it's not the money. It's just the planning. I just don't know how am I supposed to do everything. I don't know. Free shipping, Amazon Prime. Yeah. Well, gift cards. Gonna, honestly, I'm, I have to think. So usually on Thanksgiving, that's when my sisters and I do our um, Secret Santa name exchange. Oh, right. So yeah. that way, yeah. So honestly, other than that, I, we usually don't get too many gifts for other people. I mean, there's Supergirl, of course, and... I don't know what uh, Superman wants. I'm like, uh, I should probably think about it. I always wait to the last minute. Then I'm like, ah, oh, darn it. You know? I always want to, I want to like come up with something on my own and give a gift that someone has. Because you know, when you ask them to tell you what they want, it's nice because they get what they want. But like, you don't get the, you don't get the real yeah. satisfaction of, I came up with this and you loved yeah. it. But it's, it's just every year it gets harder. It gets harder yeah. to like find time to think about things. One thing that I have planned is that since the um, little uh, future baby Manrique is due um, <laughs> in early December, my plan is we have a date set for November 17th. We're getting a bunch of friends to come over and help us put lights up like on the outside of the house because I, I love Christmas. And last year we didn't get to do the house decorations because the house was still under construction. And I was like, we I, I can't not have it happen this year. Like I literally bought all the lights last year and never got to use them. Mm. So we're doing it in advance and trying to do it early. Um, so it's like out of the way. You know? No, I like that. I think that's a good idea. Well, I this will be our first year in this house. So we're going to have Thanksgiving here. Oh, and I'm like, nice. I want to really decorate for Christmas because I feel like we have such a cute kitty pie, housey pie. Yeah. Go to Home Goods, girl. Get mm-hmm. your Home Goods on. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm just like, where are we going to keep all this stuff afterwards? I'm like, should we get a real tree? My husband is like, yeah, no. <laughs> they smell so good. We need they to get do. We have to get a tree. Yeah, no, we're definitely going to get a tree, but I don't know if we're going to get a real I've never had a real tree ever, ever, ever. Have you had a real tree? Of course. Well, excuse me, fancy. <laughs> Around these parts, we had a plastic tree where you could clearly see the pole in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> we, we always went back and forth in my house. Like every year, my mom would be like, yeah, okay, we're going to do a real tree. Then it'd be back to good old faithful. You know, I remember we had it like down to, we memorized, you know, like letter F is the bottom and letter E, you know, we knew all the way to the top and A was the top. <laughs> it was like a Rite Aid tree or something. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh. I mean, however you celebrate is fine. Yes. It's totally fine. <laughs> so, have you seen Harriet yet? Don't make me feel bad. I haven't seen Harriet. Listen, no one bought out a theater in yeah. my part of the woods, okay? But I do, I am going to see Harriet. This weekend got too crazy. Um, but yeah, tell me all about it. Tell me about the, the theater and Newark and everything. Yeah, so well, Harriet. So I think we talked because I saw it at the premiere, and I just think I said like I, I really enjoyed it. It was um, I don't know, just really inspirational. It just made me think to myself, what can I do, to do better by my community? But the theater bio honestly went off without a hitch. It was awesome. So um, I'm in this grade, West of uh, this group, um, Waves West African Voltron. It's just a bunch of dope folks from West Africa, and they were like, oh, let's support Cynthia and do a theater bio. At first, I was like, uh, cause I'm thinking, like, I don't know, $10,000, something, you know, because I'm like, yeah, I can go see the movie, but I'm not doing all that. But then um, then uh, Lovey, my friend who's in ways who suggested it, it um, she said, no, it's typically around $1,500. And I said, oh, OK, I could get the budget needs to sponsor that. And then I did the math. So I chose a 200-seat theater. Um, so... If my my thought was when you buy a theater, I don't know what I was thinking that you buy the whole theater. Like no one can walk in the front door. No, oh. you just live. You know, that's what it seems like. What you do is, I mean, I guess you could, but really what you're just doing is you're buying out that theater room. You know what I mean? Like where like the screen is like that screen. So um, I bought um, Cityplex um, in Newark, Cityplex Twelve. It's actually owned by Shaquille O'Neal, the um, ex-Laker. He um, so we I've heard I bought. Of him. <laughs> you know, some people are like, you know, they're not up on the up and up. So um, there were like two theater sides. There was like, did you want a 200 seat theater size or a 300 seat theater? I said, I'll take 200. <laughs> um, so then I think the, the tickets were like 1050 or something a piece, but because I was buying in bulk, they were 950. So the math came up to 200 times 950, which is $1,900. So it wasn't, it's not a little bit of money, but not as much as I anticipated. Um, and so what I did was, I, I think a few days before, and this is what I was nervous about, because I, I didn't get the confirmation of the theater until like three days before. And I was like, yikes, what if nobody comes and this money was wasted? So I, I had a, my team create a flyer. I posted it, tagged all the new people that I knew, you know, said, meet me at the theater at three o'clock for the 345 showing. And it's first come, first serve. And I'm going to give you your ticket in your hand. So no, like taking five back to your house, like you know, the movie's going to start in half an hour by the time you get there anyway. So you might as well just take your ticket and wait. So I'm getting there thinking it's going to be a few people. And Mandy, when I got there, there was already like over 100 people in line. Oh, <gasps> that would have been, I couldn't see how that would be nerve wracking though. Because you don't yes. know who's going to show up. Yes. Even and though I was it's like, free. Yeah, because you just, I mean, you just never know because it was only three days worth of, you know what I mean? It wasn't like, and I know that the way social media works these days, most of the people who I'm connected to on social media, they don't live in or near Newark, New Jersey, you know? And so I was like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I went and I was like, oh, and then I got nervous again. So of course, you know, you can never be happy. So one, it's like, people are not gonna come. Then I was like, ooh, looks like too many people. Oh, <laughs> it's gonna be a riot. <laughs> Honestly, everyone was so awesome. When I tell you the patience, kindness, so like a bunch of like my friends and stuff came and helped me like, um to pass out tickets and budget Easter bracelets. I hugged babies, kiss old people. Like it was just oh. such a great, <laughs> I feel like a politician. Mayor of Newark, it, Tiffany well, Alicia. It, it felt so great. <laughs> and so we're passing out the tickets. So finally the, the theater, like they opened the theater doors, like, you know, like at 10 minutes to, and so I'm like, literally people are walking, like there's this big line. You're just handing each person a ticket. And we're getting to the end. I'm like, oh boy, the t my tickets in my hand are getting light. 
And we finished, and it was I had about 10 tickets left over, which was awesome, because then I went to the people who were in line to buy tickets. I said, anyone here for Harriet to see the 345 show? And there were 10 people. And so I was like, yay! And the theater manager, Frank, you know, shout out to you, Frank, you're awesome. He was like, well, I'm going to put you, the 200 people in a 300 people person theater. That way you got to have space. Because if I put you in a 200 people theater, because everyone came, everyone's literally going to be sitting next to someone, you know? Mm, so ew. that was really nice. I don't like yeah. that. <laughs> so it was nice to him. So we had plenty of space because we were in a much bigger theater than, you know, than the, um, than like what, than what can accommodate us. So honestly, like it was great. I didn't stay because I had so much work to do. So they, they watched and afterwards, like um, Superman was there and like family and friends. And they said that everybody was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. That was awesome. Everyone was just, it was awesome. There was kids, men, women, old, young. It was just, it was brown ambition at its finest, you know, like to see brown people supporting brown people in a brown people theater with a brown person paying, you know, it just, and two, I imagine it was like a different vibe than if you'd bought out the new Fast and Furious movie. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It just was really great. Honestly, it just, I, I have to say, like, I could definitely see what I love about it is that like, um, so I wanted to post on Facebook that, well, not Facebook, but social media, like the price so people could see that it's not as crazy as you think. That think about if you get like 19 to 20 friends that put up $100, if there was like a, a, a movie that you really wanted like kids to see or something, that you could do that. Or like, let's say it's not a theater. Maybe it's each of your, you know, I mean, not that people have 20 friends, but maybe it's just 20 acquaintances put up puts up $100 and you adopt five, 10 different classrooms in Newark and provide books for them. And that like, you know, it, the, to me, the lesson in that is that how can you get basically $2,000 together? How many people can you get to donate to get $2,000 together? And what can you do with that money in a way that really like helps your community? So honestly, it was just awesome and awesome. Oh, and then Cynthia Arrivo, Harriet herself, um, video called me and I looked, I was like, oh, I missed it. And then I called her, I probably called her like 10 times. I know she thought I was crazy. And then she, she picked up and then she said hello to everyone and thank them for coming. I mean, that part was so awesome. Cause I mean, not many times you can watch a movie and say hello to the star in the movie, you know? Oh, that's so special. Yeah, it was dope. All right. Let me know when you want to come to my hood. <laughs> People were like, Ooh, so when you come, literally someone wrote me, when you come to Philly, here's my number. Um, just call. I was like, so that's not how that works. <laughs> You're like, no, I'm inspiring you guys to also do this. I'm not – it's not the budget needs to movie buyout business. Right? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's not like, – and then I'm going to call you like, hey, girl. Like, no. <laughs> oh, no, but it was awesome though, yeah. So what would you do since we last checked? Listen, I didn't buy out any theaters and help my community at all. Um, I put together a changing table yeah, and – First of all, your kitchen is everything, Okay. Oh, thanks. You haven't seen my yeah. You, I, I'm surprised. I feel like I've shown you pictures of, of the house, but um, yeah, it's really cute. It's not cute right now because husband's been sick for like two weeks, and I realize he really does do the bulk of the dishes. And I was looking at the house today, like, so do you feel better yet? <laughs> Someone needs to unload the dishwasher, and like, I don't do that. <laughs> crazy when like when your husband stops doing something and you're like oh it is me I don't like it Uh, and he's like you're not very nurturing (laughs) but he's I'm like how dare you have the and he has been sick for weeks it feels like and he went there was a whole thing where he went to his doctor it's what his doctor is one of those big medical practices where it's got a huge parking lot it's got urgent care in the building and I went there one time and I felt like I was in like a medical factory or something like that but he's gone there for years and he swears by it and sure enough he went there like really ill two weeks ago and they let him walk out without any medication 
They tested him. They came out negative for the flu, and they were like, bye, you're on your own. And I was like, what do you mean they didn't give you any on a Z-Pack, no nothing? Um, and he continued to get worse and worse and worse, and he finally went back and, like, demanded them to look at him again. And they were like, oh, it's bronchitis, so here's your antibiotics. And I'm like, he's got a pregnant wife at home. <laughs> like, yeah, that's crazy. That's why I said, that's why I said mm, that's not a small thing. No, so I, I just don't – his medical practice I'm not a huge fan of. But, yeah, he's been out of commission, and I'm just like – my anxiety around preparation for what's happening in December kind of flared up this weekend. So I was like, we, I made a to-do list of what we needed to put together. I realized we didn't have any, we didn't have any diapers somehow. We had like a few diapers from the baby shower, but we just hadn't gotten diapers. And I was like, we, we need diapers. And we, we ticked like five things off our list this weekend and I feel so much better. Oh, and, good. Uh, so good. And even had time to go to check out Spectate at the Marathon. On Sunday, oh, yeah, yeah. I saw um, what's it that that woman? They said from maid to marathon winner. What's that? I, I, I guess the person that won. A maid to marathon. Oh, she was a maid. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's what they said. But you know, they love to. They love a um, you know, like a downtrodden to winner. So who knows? I was like, really? Do they have to say all that? But I don't know. If <laughs> I, <laughs> that's what I saw on, online. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, my my uh, my husband's cousin's wife was running it. It's her second marathon, um, and she was one. Of, she finished later on the later side, and I had never really spectated um, like after because most people finish. I don't know when I had spectated before. It's usually early afternoon, but it was so nice to be there at the end because the people who were finishing late, like in the dark, they really mm-hmm. need the cheering. Like Aww. you had amputees, you had people who clearly had been injured and were walking like the full marathon. Um, so it was nice to to be there at the finish line almost and cheer them on. I love the New York Marathon. Even if I I'm didn't not- have or know someone who was running it, it's still like a fun way to – just like a fun community kind of thing to do in New York. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I've never been to the New York Marathon, but I remember probably like seven, eight years ago, my friend Diessa ran the San Diego Marathon. That was fun. And it was just dope. I mean, you see people run barefoot. It was just such an interesting – thing and yeah that it was it was because it's san diego so i think people are like a little bit hippy dippy yeah (laughs) but man made um, shoes yeah and so um but it was just honestly it was awesome i had never i had never you know participated in the marathon before but i just was like really shocked at how like even if it wasn't me cheering for her when she ran by us how excited i was just to cheer other people on so yeah marathon watching is actually surprisingly fun and uplifting it is. I don't, I would never, I don't think I'll ever do a full marathon, but I like half marathons and I'm trying, I'm planning to do one. Okay. Planning with a lowercase P. I would like to do a half marathon next fall. I'm kind of making that my goal. So and it gives me plenty of time, like something that I want to achieve next year post baby. Um, but that doesn't seem too, too crazy. I feel like I can do it, but I would love to, it'd be my third half marathon. And if I can swing it, I would go back to Savannah because Savannah, Georgia has this really good half marathon in November. It's a perfect time to visit. It's not crazy. Um, and the vibe is so cool. And you get to run through downtown historic Savannah. And I love Savannah. That's honestly one of my times. favorite American cities. It's just such a beautiful place. Yes. But that was uh, that's my weekend. So we're, we're in full baby prep. I am also like letting go at work slowly. I'm like transition plan is underway. I'm, I'm feeling better about, you know, leaving things and delegating things. And I think everything will be fine. Everything yeah. will be fine. <laughs> you said it with the 
fine. <laughs> like you yeah. practice saying that like, okay. I just need little mister to stay in there for at least two weeks. Like I just need two weeks. A week early is cool, but he can't be coming all this early. I just need at least another week and a half, two weeks, ideally. He said, I'll come when I feel like. <laughs> Watch it blow up in my face and he'll like come four weeks late and I'll just be. <laughs> I know, right? Cause I remember um, Gabe uh, during the sun was like, yeah, I'm good. They were like, sir, come. He's like, no. <laughs> he was like, we're like a week or so late. Even then they tried to induce her. Like, come on, come on, cervix. Cervix was like, he's like, no. Really? <laughs> had... Oh, I don't want to be induced. It's, it's like terrible. It drags on forever. Well, no, she, she ended up having a, a C-section as a result because they, like the induction, nothing worked. Literally, they had to go get him. He's like, I am good. <laughs> I had to drag him out of there. <laughs> yeah, I got I don't want that to happen. But whatever. It'll it'll happen the way it has to happen. Yeah. And honestly, she said it wasn't. She was like, honestly, it was. She was like, she's like, I mean, people talk about pregnancy being hard. She's like, honestly, it wasn't. I was just like, oh, you're done. Because, you know, you're numb. She's like, okay. And she was like, even her, I guess, recovery from C-section, she's like, you know, I wasn't in pain. I wasn't. She was like, I was really like, that's it? I was like, because you had to push that bad boy out. He's a, he's a, he was a big kid, too. So, yeah, no, actually, C her C-section wasn't, you know, wasn't, she said it was like, she was like, wait, so the baby's out? Duck. I know. <laughs> Every woman's story is different. There's people who are, like, banging on their radios right now or their, or their iPhones, like, that's not what happened to me. Stage four, you know what a stage four tear is? You don't want to know what a stage four tear is. Oh, no. It's like when you put it to the tutor. I'm like, I don't want to. Well, I can't, like, because I. <laughs> just, do, we have to, do we have to edit that out? I don't know if we can say that. I don't think. I, don't think I have to choose the explicit drop down menu when I <laughs> submit this. I'm like, that's not a curse word, though. I don't think you have to. Okay. No, honestly, though, I don't think I'm allowed to have a natural birth because, like, when I had the fibroid surgery, the, right. the where they did it, um, um, it's basically like a cesarean cut, and as a result, you know they worry about it rip tearing there during um, during natural birth. So I actually think I think I am relegated. I have to have a cesarean. You might be right. Thing. We actually got a, a a listener email. It wasn't a question. I wasn't going to read it, but um, she talks about she's sharing her experience about having gone through IVF, and also she had a bunch of fibroids removed too, and she said that she had to have a C section. Yep. So I think um, yeah. So I won't be able to have the um. Yeah, but like, yeah, I mean, I'm doing another round. I mean, I know I haven't given an update in a little while. So I were doing a round now. So I did it. So the way I, um, uh, IVF cycle works is that it's all about your hormones. And typically the, the, the indicator, at least to start looking at your hormones, is when your period comes. And so I, I did a round maybe like a month or so ago. And that's just when you take all the shots, then you take like this big old shot, and then you drop as many eggs as possible. And so I dropped four. And of the four, three of them were fertilized successfully with Superman, Superman sperm. And then of the three, so this time I said, I want to get the embryos tested because the older you get, the more likely your eggs break down. And I'm so glad that I did because two of them were abnormal um, chromosomally. So that could be um, Down syndrome. That could be a bunch of different stuff, you know? And one of them was not. So I was like, whoo-hoo. So my, up, like my sister had IVF too. So she told me, that I should do another round because what happens is that you can have a totally healthy embryo. Everything's great. They put the embryo inside you and it's not that you have a miscarriage or anything like that. It just doesn't grow. And so there's no rhyme or re at the end of the day, it's like your body has the final say. So instead of only working with one healthy embryo, we want to do another round, which I start on Friday where same thing, 
shot, 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 big boom shot, boom. Hopefully I get more than four eggs because you, obviously you want the odds to be in your favor. But if I get four again, whatever. And then let's just say it's the same, four again, then you fertilize, you try to fertilize the four and then maybe all four fertilize and sometimes just two, sometimes one. But so let's just say three fertilize, then I'm going to get them tested again chromosomally. And then I'll know, like I'll have, you know, they, they all three might be fine. And that means I have four viable chromosomally healthy embryos. And then we can like, but for me, it's like my uterus is like, ugh. Such a crazy mess. I had like I it's crazy because I don't scar easily like on my body, but for some reason I scar easily internally. And so I still have some scar tissue they have to remove. So I have to get that surgery, which is like my fifth scar tissue surgery. Oh, um God, it's almost like I didn't know Yeah, that. like in the last two years, yeah. I mean, because it's actually, I mean, I feel like I'm so used to it now, but it, it doesn't last that long. Literally, it's like a 15-minute surgery, and like, you know, you're they tell you don't drive today, but you're I'm home like, you know, within an hour or so and you know, I don't like, I don't even remember, you know, they put you to sleep. It's not like I'm awake, but because I scar so easily uh, on the inside, that's really been the holdup is like, yeah, we have a, oh, uh, dang, you have a scar on scientifically. We have to remove it because they're trying to create the perfect environment inside my uterus. And right now that's, there's a scar, there's scar. So think about like, you know, like almost like a scab and it's holding some of the like uterine sides together. So that's yeah. the space that the baby can't grow to. So they'll remove that. And then hopefully like by then I'll have more than one chromosomally healthy embryo that they can put in. But then there's no, like I said, there's no guarantee you put it in. And because I don't think people realize how like you in college, you might have been secretly one day preg pregnant for like 10 different times. And I have known because look, let's just say you're, you know, your, your, your egg drops and you know, you had unprotected sex and it fertilized an embryo, but then it, it just didn't grow. That could have happened many times that you wouldn't have never known, you know? Um, so way more babies are not born than babies that are born. You start to realize, like, wow. Honestly, like I said, this whole process has taught me, like, literally, you are a walking, talking miracle. Like, do you know everything that had to go right for you to be here? Like, literally everything. So it just, honestly, it's just giving me more of a... Um, I'm just more grateful for like, just even just my life, like, wow, for me to be here, like, and it's so amazing. Women are so like, honestly, man, your body is so amazing because all that the IVF doctors are trying to recreate your body is just doing it. You know, like all of these things, like the bedding, all like your body has bedded, your body looked to see, is it healthy? Like all of that stuff naturally happens. The reason why they're doing all of this bedding is because my body's not going to get a chance to do the natural vetting that it would normally do, you know, that, so they're trying to do as much vetting as possible because if you put in a, like a baby that's chromosomally unhealthy, what will typically happen is the baby might grow for a month or two. And then you have a miscarriage because your body says, Hey, this baby is not growing in a healthy manner and it, and it, and it releases the baby. And so you don't, who wants to go through miscarriage after miscarriage? You know, I've already had two. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so it's just like, whoo, like just, I don't know. Like at this point, I feel like I'm at the doctor every other morning. Like Superman rolls, like you gonna? Yep. They see me every. I'm like, hey. But it's not just me. When you go to the doctor, like the IVF doctor, you see women 20, 30, 40. Like it's so Asian, black, white, Jewish. That like in you get like your your IVF like um friends when like there are people women that I see there all the time. Like oh hey you back okay how's it going? You know like just it's just like the secret society of sisters that you're just like wow so many women. So, yeah, so say your prayers for me, guys, that, like, you know, within the next couple months, 
you know, we have a successful, like, I don't, I guess it's called implementing, Impreg- I don't know. Basically, when they put the baby in the state. Implantation? Yes. That the <laughs> yes, but that, that's what happens. Um, so, yeah. So, I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, oh. it's just been, like, it's been a, a two years of, like, back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and surgery, 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 removal, removal, surgery. So, it's just been like, wow. If I would have, I still would have done it if I would have known it was going to be all this because what I don't want is to one day look up and say, you didn't even try, Tiffany, you know? Um, so I'm trying. So that's my update. Oh, well, thank you for update. I mean, it's a blessing anytime that you open up about that kind of stuff because it can't be easy. Um, but I know, I know so many of our listeners must be feeling exactly or have gone what you have gone through, what you have gone through, or know someone who's gone through what you've gone through. And well, we're all rooting for you. The world needs, the world yeah. needs, the budget needs to offspring. <laughs> I don't. Super baby. I already have a Super nickname. baby. Like, super ba- yes, yeah. right? Yeah, super man, <laughs> super girl, super mom, and super yeah. baby. Yeah. <laughs> You're right, though. It is a miracle. And and part of what I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember, I mean, it, you're right. I mean, it, it's it's one thing when and people who adopt maybe go through something similar because you have to go through so many hurdles and you have to fight so hard to get that baby finally. And I think the appreciation for it, you're just way more, you just recognize it because you're doing the grunt work, you're doing the labor of it. And on the one hand, I feel super blessed. On the other hand, I feel like I don't want to take it for granted. Like, just like you said, the miracle that is, that has happened. Um, and And you're right. So just hearing you makes me feel all the more grateful for what we're going through and nothing yeah, but know. nothing but the good vibes for you. It's so crazy because it's like there's some poor 16-year-old who's like, really? This is <laughs> I know. Right? Really? She's like, my first time? Dang. <laughs> I think about that all the time. Tell her she's a miracle. Life. See how she feels. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it just, it's crazy. Like, you know how that works, you know? Like, I literally, there's like a woman... Uh, Mimi, who used to live by where I used to live in the halfway hood. And, yo, Mimi, when I tell you, it was probably on every drug imaginable. I mean, she was almost unrecognizable. She looked like a zombie. And then one day I'm like, Mimi's getting chunky. Because, you know, she was on heroin, all this kind of stuff. And it turns out Mimi was pregnant. And Mimi delivered a baby. I said, you know what? <laughs> yo, it's, there's no rhyme or reason. I was like, how did Mimi get pregnant? And how did her her body hold a baby? And from what I understand, well, because they obviously knew she was on drugs, they like at the actual hospital, you know, they they took the baby into custody because she wasn't gonna be able to take care of the baby. Okay, good to know. Um, yeah, but I just remember thinking to myself, it's so crazy how like it works, you know. There's no, there's no. I mean, as much as science tries to explain things away, well, explain Mimi. You know, like how, and from what I understand that the baby was, well, as for as much as like, you know, she kind of abused her body was actually pretty healthy. It wasn't, you know, like, um, when babies are born addicted to things they'll they'll definitely like, they'll wean them off and, and do, but like relatively like this baby was healthy, not underweight, not, so I'm just like, so thank goodness for that. But I just remember thinking like, how, what? Like, I don't even drink. <laughs> like, and then Mimi's out there in the streets again, just doing what Mimi do. And I'm just like, yeah. So it's just, that part is always crazy to me that you don't get to choose and decide. Like you just, you know, you try, that's literally it. And so you just have your own journey and you just got to focus yeah. on exactly your own journey, whether it's the Mimi's of the world or the people on Instagram of the world. Yes. Um, with a sixteen year old. God damn. <laughs> a 16 year old. Yes. My own journey. But no, thank you for sharing. And you can always share. I'll never ask, but you can always share. You know that. Yeah, and I always appreciate that too. Because sometimes I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. Other times I'm like, oh, I'm good. 
I do want to know one last thing before we cut to uh, to questions is who out there has spent hundreds of dollars on a childbirthing class and is it worth it? Because I only have a few more weeks and I'm looking at these classes and they're like $300 and I'm kind of wondering, do I, I mean, I have books, I have the internet, I've read a lot. Like, do I need to do these childbirth classes and do breathing exercises and stuff? Like I've done yoga. Have you guys done it? Do you think it's worth it? Let let me know. That's a good one. So my, I I used to go with my sister uh, Carol. She did like with her first baby. She did. I mean, I'll ask her like, does she find it useful? But um, I remember she was like, can you come? So we would all like the sisters would like rotate and go with her oh, when her husband didn't come. Mm-hmm. It's so. what it's a. This is like a one day six. Most of these classes I've seen the ones at the hospital that I've been, I looked at three hospital classes and then one class offered by the yoga studio that I go to. They do a lot of prenatal, postnatal uh, workshops and stuff for new parents, which is excellent. But they're all like six to seven hour long um, one day workshops and yeah, a few hundred bucks. And I also need to check with my insurance to see if I could possibly get like maybe use my FSA card at the very least or get reimbursed. Um, it's not about the money necessarily, but um, I am curious if you guys thought it was worth it um, or if you have some notes you want to share with me that I could just cheat off of. <laughs> <laughs> Because I almost, I almost want to, I want to know how the mechanics of what goes on, but I also don't want to know too much. Yeah, because it's scary. Do you know what I'm I mean? I do feel like a little scary. Like, wait, what happens? I don't know how people watch those birthing videos. I'm like, nope, 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 nope. I mean, I watched a couple, and then I wa- I saw some diagrams of what can go wrong with your, you know, what can tear and all that, and I was like, oh god, Jesus, Bia, just, just, just I, I, I need to be doing some really good stretches. Is all I know. Um, but any tips you guys have for easy birthing or, you know, taking a class or whatnot, I'm open. Send us an email, brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com, or you can DM us on the gram at brownambitionpodcast on Instagram. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. for questions i'm not even gonna pretend like i know words um questions <laughs> questions cool well let's dig into i'm gonna dig into the email first this week we have a question from listen to name morgan morgan with an e she says because my mama is extra <laughs> and added an e all right here she says i just learned that i'll be getting a holiday bonus Ooh, that's nice it's only 800 dollars, but i'll take it i'm just trying to decide what i should do with it 
I have a little $500 emergency fund, so I'm wondering maybe I should put it there. I'm also taking a trip for my 30th birthday to Napa Valley, so I could use this 800 bucks for activities. I have cash for the flight and hotel, um, but I also have some credit card debt, about $3,000 that I'm thinking of. And, and lastly, I also thought maybe I could put it toward my mortgage. Oh, not, not lastly, another idea. <laughs> Lots of ideas here. Maybe invest it in my Elevest account. I don't know what to do. What would you do? So 800 bucks. She's thinking, do I just blow it on this vacation? Put an emergency fund? She's got some credit card debt. She's investing in Elevest. She also has a mortgage. It's not a ton of money, but what do you think is yeah. the best way to... Well, I think it. the easiest thing to start to do is start to pick off the things that I probably wouldn't put toward. So I probably wouldn't put it toward my mortgage, right? Okay. I probably wouldn't put it in my Elvis account. Pro- Not that thought yeah, process, pro- please. Well, my mortgage only because well, with the eight hundred, I if I would want to, I would want to. I'm thinking to myself, where's going to be the most impact? And I feel like the uh, Elvis account and mortgage not necessarily the biggest impact. Not that these are bad things. But let's just say you told me you were getting a ten thousand dollar bonus. I likely, honestly, would spread it between all of these. But I'm just thinking with eight hundred major impact. Where where can I do the most impact? Not necessarily mortgage. Not necessarily my Elvest account. To me, the the biggest impact where you could put it toward it it's um is um your emergency fund because five hundred dollars is doesn't seem like quite enough because you know you want at least three months. Um, just to feel like, you know, if something's a really, if the ish were to really hit the fan, you'd be okay. And then also too, um, possibly toward that credit card debt, because that will also help. Like if you could put it toward some of that principle, but here's my concern. You're going on vacation and you don't have any vacation money. She says so, she has cash for the flight and hotel. That's not vacation money. Yeah. I mean, she's yeah. got like money in her checking account. It sounds like for that. Yeah, so I honestly, looking at it like this, I would probably put some toward um, my my maybe half toward my emergency fund and then half toward the vacation. Because you already, I mean, you booked it. It's your 30th. I get it. Because here's why. If, let's just say you say, I'm going to put it just in my emergency fund and then put it toward my credit card, right? What are you going to use when you're on vacation? Your credit card, girl. So you might as well cut to the chase and just, you know. <laughs> So that's honestly what I would do. I would do emergency fund and then give myself maybe like 400. So maybe $400 emergency fund and then $400 for, for my 30th, like, you know, turn up and then get back to the grind of like, you know, taking care of my finances. That's probably where I would do, because that's where you're going to make the biggest impact, at least with $800. Yeah. You I mean, you know where my mind is going, right? Immediately. Credit card debt. <laughs> How do you sleep? Um <laughs> And also the small emergency fund, but it's only $800. So honestly, I, I would take that lump sum. If you, I want to be, I don't want to be a total Grinch. We all turn, you only turn 30 once. That's right. a, when she said 30, I was like, oh girl, it's a wrap. If she would have said 20, I'm like, mm-mm, sis. Yeah. But when she said 30, I was like, ah, dang, that's such a huge number. That's the only reason why I'm like, because typically I'm not for the, you know, enjoyment of money unless I've like put it towards something. So sorry, mate, I cut you off. Go ahead. No, no, it's okay. It's just that behind every picture of you sipping wine in Napa Valley, um, you know, those of us who know you maybe and hear this question, not, you know, not that I'm going to put you on blast with your last name, but could be thinking, well, what about that credit card debt though? <laughs> like you're enjoying mm-hmm. the, you're enjoying the vacation, but as long as you come back post vacation, um, and you put it together a plan to get that credit debt paid off, and then you build up that emergency fund because five hundred dollars. I mean, that 
that that's not doing much, especially if you've got a mortgage, um, you know, and you're and you're wanting to to avoid having credit card debt in the future. Um, emergency fund is the best way to do that. So um, I, I might be inclined to do $800 just toward the credit card debt, but Tiffany's absolutely right. You're probably going to end up using your card anyway when you're on vacation. So, you know, setting some money aside for spending money on vacation just to acknowledge the fact that better off using the cash from this holiday bonus versus, um, you know, putting on your, uh, paying off your credit card and just turning around and racking it back up and paying interest on it could, could make more sense. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, congrats on the holiday bonus at all. Yeah. And also too, like I said, I, you know, you want to be realistic sometimes with your spend. Cause like I, like I said, of course I'm thinking emergency fund credit card, but if you don't have any spending money, she's just going to use her credit card anyway. I much rather you have a $400 cash allowance and limit on fun than for you to have your credit card where you might swipe six, 700, you know, you're so right. I was doing something stupid. I was like, it's such a bad oversaver that I would overdraw my checking account. Like I would just put way more than I could really afford to be saving because I felt good about it. And then I would forget about bills being attached to my, my checking account. And I'd be like, you have the money in your savings, you idiot. But <laughs> you know, you over, you overdid it and you're not really like, you're not keeping a realistic amount in your checking. All right, Morgan with an E. Thank you for your question. Let's switch to the gram. We've got some good ones. Should we take an insurance question? Because someone actually asked about your favorite site, Policy Genius. Yes. Well, it's not my favorite, but you know, it's just one I know. But okay, go ahead. <laughs> I've got a couple of alternatives. Okay, so let me pull up her question real quick. Instagram user, I can't even think of how you might say your name. So I'm just going to say your name is Anna has a question about insurance. She says, good morning, ladies. Would either of you be able to answer this question? My auto and homeowner's insurance policies will be up for renewal soon. I think one of you had mentioned using Policy Genius to seek out new rates. Is this correct? Or is there another company that you would suggest? Thank you for your help. So shopping, first of all, kudos for shopping for your yeah. insurance policy. Um, you really should, everyone should be shopping and comparing, comparing, um, policies because these places really will compete for your business. Um, and you want to get the best rates out there. So you policy know, I, genius. Yes. You mentioned that yeah, before. I do. And also too, I like, um, I actually use, I use policy genius, but I also have a broker. I think it's like called five star agency because I used to shop individually. And then somebody told me like, Oh, I've got this insurance broker. And so they would shop and get special rates. And at first I was like, let's see. So I took the time to see what rates they got me from like three different policies. And then I compared it to the rates directly from the company and they were either the same or lower. So don't, you know, at, it sounds a little old school, but don't, you know, don't turn your nose up at a, at a, at a broker because oftentimes they, because they're dealing in bulk. So oftentimes they can get you like a, a better rate. And also too, they can shop around faster. So now that I know that about the brokers, I've been using them for a few years now. Now that I know, you know, I, every once in a while I test just to make sure that they're not giving me some crappy rate. Um, and thus far I haven't had any um, issues. So I use them. And sidebar, since you have your insurance, your car and your homeowners, are you bundling? I hope so, because bundling will get you a, um, a better rate. And then on top of that, something I, my Angeli, my, um, CF, my, uh, financial certified financial planner, she was telling me that I should get a umbrella policy. Like, so that's just a policy that just covers you overall. And it actually wasn't as much as I thought. My umbrella policy costs an extra $400 for the year for a million dollars. So that covers like 
all types. So what does it cover? Homeowners insurance, autos, auto insurance. What else? Life insurance? So, yeah, just no. Well, the umbrella policy is basically like um, it's basically like a catch all. So I have. So the company, I think we have Plymouth Rock. I don't know where our insurance is with. Um, so with them, I have my homeowners. Uh, we also put the, um, we have our, our investment property underneath there and the car all there. And because we have car and homeowner at the same insurance place, Angeli told them, told me to ask about like, you know, how much would it cost to um, add an umbrella policy? And I just knew, and I asked her, well, how much should I get a policy for? And I just knew it was going to be like, it's going to be $10,000, you know? Um, and it wasn't, I really was like shocked that it was, like I said, an additional $400, not a month, but a year. And it's just like an extra, it's like extra liability um, insurance coverage that goes above and beyond like the limits of your home or your auto or whatever. It's like an extra layer of, of security in case you get sued, especially, you know, mm-hmm. like, so for me, she was like, you know, for like all the work you put into the house and then you have a business on top of that and, and someone were to come and trip and fall. And so I was actually surprised. So, you know, look into an umbrella policy if you have all of your, your things insured with the same company, because it actually might not be as much as you think. And it gives you that extra cushion of coverage. Hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I've never mm-hmm. considered umbrella or an insurance broker. That does sound very old school. Yeah, it does. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm almost positive. <laughs> where does one, like- where do you find an insurance broker? Cause you hear about like financial advisors selling insurance as like an additional way to yeah, don't go there. make money. Don't so I want to be clear that that can actually, they may not be selling you the best products. Like some yes. financial advisors, if they're pushing insurance at you, they could be, they're probably just sending you the, the ones that give them the biggest kickbacks. Yes, absolutely. You know, so, so be careful. For an I guess you could go because I'm trying to think, where did I find? I think my insurance broker that I have now, I think, um, I feel like I inherited them from my dad because, you know, he's 75. Um, so I think that he back in the day had an insurance broker and that's where we went through. But then I was like, why are we using them? You know, when I could just do individual searches myself. And that's when I started comparing. And I was like, oh, so I, you know, I went back to them. But I think you could probably do a Google search of an insurance broker in your in your area. Like I know, for example, for for I have insurance on the companies and there was an insurance broker in our building, like where um, where I had my co-working space, like Honey Insurance. And he's an insurance broker and he helped to find the best insurance for like the Budget Nista and the, the Literature Academy. So I honestly probably a good Google search and checking like their reviews and stuff. Um but yeah, so I actually have two insurance brokers, you know, one for business and one for personal. But, oh, well, touche. <laughs> um, I will do a quick shout out for those of us because we shop. I like to use comparison sites and there are like, you know, the the whole disrupting the broker business or these online comparison sites like your policy geniuses. Um, I'll do a big shout out for quotewizard.com, which I must say is owned by my parent company or the company that I work for. <clears throat> lending tree. But um, the thing about these sites is that they make it really easy to shop all in one place. So you don't have to go to, you know, Geico, Liberty Mutual, whatever, Prudential, all the different insurance sites and and get your individual quotes. So Quote Wizard, I would recommend Policy Genius, Value Penguin, um, sites where you can do it all in one place. And you can you can shop for home insurance and auto insurance, renter's insurance. Most And some of these sites offer even like health insurance and life insurance. Um, shopping but the key is to shop and to compare whether you do it yourself or like tiffany you hire someone to help definitely get the best deal for you and and just the fyi i'm just looking like i just was looking a little bit more into the umbrella policy really it starts to it it only from what i'm reading it only really makes sense once you have a net worth of like about five hundred thousand dollars or more 
Um, so because you 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 don't want to get um, a five hundred thousand dollar insurance policy, and you don't it doesn't it covers for more than what you would get paid back anyway. You know, so let's just say you know your house is two fifty, and you don't really have any other assets. Well, you have five hundred thousand, but you're never going to get five hundred thousand because you don't have enough to lose to get back back back. You know. So just just keeping that in mind when it comes to umbrella policies. But like I, I just was honestly real. I literally just got it this week and I was shocked that it was, you know, a couple hundred bucks for the year. And so if you're someone who and net worth is not money in the bank, it's just your assets, what you own minus your liabilities, what you owe. So what you own minus what you owe, if that is and that includes your home. If that is um, half a million dollars a year, I mean, not a year, half a million dollar or more, then consider uh, an umbrella policy. Yeah. And as we've said many times before, Tiff and I are not financial advisors. Yes. Um, so of course, every we're sharing our personal experiences, but yours will be very different and your needs are very different. So ultimately, make the best choice for you. Seek out professional um, guidance and counseling, um, yes. especially for those bigger life decisions. AKA, go sue your bow legged mama, not us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you said it. No, I'm just uh, no but yes, all of that. <laughs> Well, thank you very much for your question, Anna. Let's do one more really Uno mas. Uno mas. Okay. Yes. Let's take one from Instagram user Nadia, who has a question about those free credit scores we get from Credit Karma. She says, hey, ladies, love your podcast. I'd like to know how accurate you think credit applications like Credit Karma are when it comes to your credit score. Credit Karma uses the Vantage 3.0 score to estimate their credit score. I recently made a large payment on my credit card, and I saw a huge spike in my Credit Karma score within a week. It just made me question how close their reported score is to the ones that are calculated by the credit bureaus. Thank you, Nadia. That's a fair question. And there's Credit Karma, there's credit, there's a million different free credit score out credit scores out there. Um, and they're all getting their information about your credit history from different sources. So there's, of course, there's like the typical credit bureaus. So some of them only get the, your, your credit information from like one of those three bureaus. So, you know, let's say credit, free credit score tool XYZ pulls your information from TransUnion, um, while the other one pulls your information from Experian, and then one might pull your information from Equifax. They might be a little bit different because those credit bureaus are updating your information at different times. Maybe that, you know, credit card uh, that you just paid off appears really quickly as paid off on your TransUnion records, whereas it's slower to appear on your Experian one. So if you're using a free credit score that's pulling from TransUnion, it can look a lot higher than the one from, you know, Experian, for example. Um, I like to check at a variety of them because what you're really looking for is like crazy swings and crazy differences. Yeah. They're probably, you know, 20 to 30 points off between them is not that much of, not that big of a deal. Um, but if there's like a score that's 50 points higher or 100 points higher, it can actually indicate to you that there might be an error on the, uh, on the credit bureau's file wherever they're pulling your data from. And it can be an indication, oh, I should go pull my free credit report from TransUnion and see why, like what's potentially dragging down my score um, because I've noticed it's very different than the credit score estimate I get from the tool that's pulling from, you know, Equifax or Experian. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and honestly, one of my favorite ones now is to discover, uh, sorry, discover a scorecard. Yeah, right. So, Me too. Because it's actually a FICO score. And like, yes. you, and like you say with Credit Karma, you're not really getting a FICO score. Yeah. Um, they're doing a credit score estimate based on information they're pulling from your Vantage, um, sorry, your credit bureau reports. And they're funneling it through 
Vantage Score and FICO are very similar. Vantage Score is the newer credit score, but still most lenders are relying on like their old school. They all use FICO. They're very similar in how they are calculated, but like we said, FICO is still king. Um, So if you can get your free... Queen, actually. Queen, fine. (laughs) So ideally, you'd be getting your free FICO score. A lot of credit cards offer your free FICO score now, which is nice. Um, But if you don't have that, then you can go to Discover Scorecard, um, which is just a free... Is it yeah. just a dot com? Yeah, I'll put a link in the yeah. show notes. Which and is it, it, I like it because it um what I like about it too you don't have to have a Discover credit card. Exactly, anybody can sign up, mm-hmm. and they send you the monthly updates, and it's a free legit FICO score, so it really mm-hmm. gives you an accurate um, sense of where you're at, and you can track your progress. And like, there's no excuse to pay for a credit. You have no reason yeah. to pay for a credit score. Just don't do it. Um, you can get it. For I'll free. say this that when when me and um, Superman thought we were going to get a mortgage. We, we, um, I was looking around, you know, I checked all the free credit bureau sites and that's when I actually discovered this, <laughs> discover, discover. <laughs> anyway, that's when I discovered, discover. Uh-huh. And when my, because I wanted to, I wanted to search for a mortgage without allowing someone to pull my credit score unless I knew I was going to go with them. And so when we finally found a company that we thought we were going to go with uh, MNT bank, um, when the, when the broker mortgage broker pulled my credit score and Jarrell's credit score, it was exactly the discover credit score. And I was like, oh, that's what I was like. Oh, this is the real world. So I can attest to it that like, if you're looking for your most accurate, not, well, not that to say that other ones are not accurate, but if you're looking for a score that you're likely to receive from a mortgage broker or car, you know, car loan person or whatever, then I found that Discover is the closest. But I do like all the tools. I always say I've signed up for all of them because here's what I like about Credit Karma. It gives really great in-depth um, in- information about, you know, why your score is the way it is. Here's what I like about Credit Sesame. Credit Sesame, with it, when you sign up, which is free, you get a um, up to $50,000 in identity theft insurance. So if someone steals your identity, you can apply for some sort of reimbursement for like what you've lost. So, I mean, hello. And then obviously with Discover, I like them because their score is really accurate. I mean, they're all free. Um, just make sure that like, because you're going to get all these solicitations. I mean, you sign up with that, like, you know, your other email. Um, <laughs> but I, when people ask me which one, I'm like, sis, they're all free. So why not, you know, why not get the benefits from all three? It doesn't, or whatever other one, it, it doesn't hurt. Um, you just know that you're going to be getting solicitation. So, you know, I have a solicitation email that I use. So that way when they send things, I'm like, girl, mm, to the left, to the left. boost we're gonna break we're gonna boost a break a boost a break what you finna do i want to do a cautionary break for those uh, point of sale um installment loans that you can get now and by that i mean like when you go shop at i don't know if amazon does it but like some websites now when you're at checkout they'll be like oh you can't cover it all you want to pay in installments just sign up with affirm or sign up with afterpay mm-hmm. and you can get easy financing for your purchase um, some, these can be cool sometimes cause they'll offer 0% financing. I think that's the only time they're probably worth it. I wouldn't, and what I worry about is people getting in the habit of like creating an installment loan for like, I don't know that a lamp, 
a lamp or, you know, your Sephora splurge or whatever it may be purchases that really you should be paying for it ideally in cash. And it just makes it easy to finance stuff. And then before you know it, you have all this, you know, you have all these things financed and you have all these monthly bills and you could miss them. Um, some of them, the, you know, the, the benefit is that they may not come with, um, they may not have upfront fees. They may not require a credit check. So they can be an alternative um, if you have trouble qualifying for credit in the past. But again, like if you're needing to finance stuff that you should be paying for cash, you probably shouldn't be financing it. And because it's the holidays coming up, I know, I know, I know people are going to get so much advertising around these, these, um, mm-hmm. these point of sale financing companies. So just think twice before you sign up for them and really read the fine print to be sure that you're not signing up for additional, you know, higher interest fees than you might pay for if you just use a credit card, for example, or a 0% intro APR credit card or something like that. Just do your due diligence. And if it's too good to be true, it probably is. is. Yep. Yes. Think once, twice, three times a lady. I don't even know if that's a real song. Anyway, agreed. Um, so I'm going to, I want to boost, um, it's similar to something we talked about before about your, um, about having those audacious goals, but it's different in that say the thing that you want, like say it out loud to people because you just never know. I mean, when I, there's some amazing things happening in the background, like Manjo, if I tell you how many people are interested in turning this book that they've never seen or read into a, um, into a show, I'm like, wow, What? just from speaking that thing out loud and I'm just reiterating like how critical I was talking to um my sister Tracy today. So if you guys see me like looking cute as a vaginista, that's the only time I look cute because as Tiffany mm, sweats. So my sister Tracy is uh, my stylist, but Tracy really wants like she's done buying before and she's got her masters and all this other stuff in like finance and she's dope, but she never, at- I was telling her today, I was asking her, like, what are you working on? What do you want? She's like, I really want to be like a like a, a, a stylist for like a, you know, like a brand or or even a buyer because she's done buying before and she enjoyed it. But she's like not telling anyone. And I'm like, speak the words. Like, say, I want to, you know, I, I want to move into buying. I want to move into styling for brands. And so I just like I'm like I, it's just fresh on my mind because I like literally right before we um jumped on to do our podcast I was just trying to culture into just saying those things. So if that message is for you, BA listener, is there is if there's a thing that you're wanting, no matter how it seems like, yeah, not really for me. You just don't know who's listening. Say the words, tell people. I mean, I'm good for like telling like the. Uh, the the Whole Foods lady, like, and then I wrote a book, and she's so cute. You want to see her? Like, because <laughs> you never know, you never know. And so I just want to boost and push you into that. And if anybody is knows a company that is looking for a, I don't know, I guess brands have stylists, I don't know, or a buyer, uh, holla at your girl. Like you can holla at me, Tracy, through me. You know, send me a little message because I'm pushing her out there to speak the words, but I'm gonna speak the words for her. But um. Yeah. Speak the word. Say the thing that you want. You don't know who's listening. You don't know who can help. You know, we truly limit ourselves and, and, you know, truly the sky's truly the limit. You're the thing that's standing in the way. Um, and if you step out of your, your way and say, you know what, I can have this thing. I promise you, you're, you're more likely to have that thing. Find you a hype woman like Tiffany to, uh, <laughs> to ask her podcast audience. <laughs> Yeah, no, but for real, like speak the word, you know, so just I just see so many women. I don't know. It's just so saddening how we're taught to be small and humble. Not on this show. 
Yeah. And I'm like, go, no, go for it. Like, I love, so, like, my, my niece, Amelia. She's so wild. And I was like, yo, Carol, Amelia is wild. She's like, I know, isn't it great? And I thought about it. You know what? It is. Because she does it because Carol is, like, quiet. Well, externally. Because really, like, what, like as a sister, you know, she's wild, fun, and crazy. But we've all been taught to kind of make, it, make ourselves small. And she said she didn't want that for her. And so Amelia is so full of... She's like a little boy, like, like a rocket. And I just love that. And I wish... So many of us were allowed to preserve that side of ourselves because boys are, and we're not. And as a result, we're like, you know, we don't we don't get the things that that are out there for us because we don't go for it. And I'm like, no, go for it. Speak the word, say the thing, ask the thing, demand it. You know, like reach for it, grab hold of it. You know, tell everyone that you know the thing you're working on. That's your homework, BA listeners, is to tell ten people the the thing that you're working on that you'd love some help with or just insight or whatever. Well, you want to tweet me? Tweet us. What are we, BA, BA Podcast? At Xbox the BA Twitter? Podcast on Twitter, at Brandon Bishon on Instagram. Yeah, like tweet us. Let us know. You know what? If you, and if you tweet me at the budget, that's what I'm going to do for y'all. You tweet me at the budget, Nisa, I will repost your big ass, your big thing, your I would love to do this. I work at the, at, you could tweet me your resume. If you tweet me at the budget, Nisa, I will retweet all of those. So no excuses. Speak the word. Because I have got, I don't know how many Twitter problems I have. But share share that thing. Speak the word. I'll, I'll put it out there for you. All right. That is the show. That's it. This was awesome. As per usual. See you guys next week. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.